one shot, now the future for sure. Let's go. Yeah, I was building on the lecture. Versus coming daily under pressure. Working on the plot and the scheme. The true style trademark is at the edge of your dreams. I'm talking one. One shot for the kill. The breeze cut freeze up. Straight drop and the chills. I'm talking. Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in to another Startup Fan Podcast, Founders Fuel. I'm on lockdown in Dublin, and Graham is still on lockdown over in London. How are you getting on? Hey guys, yeah, not too bad. We're at day one after the three-week lockdown. That's my way of coping with it. So they announced, uh, I don't know when people are listening to this, but they announced an additional three-week lockdown last night. Um, three weeks for you? Yeah, an extra, an extra three weeks minimum. You know, they say, oh no, they yeah. say, I can't remember the wording they used, but it wasn't all that encouraging, basically. Um, okay. Depending on people are listening to this as well, I'm not sure if people have heard, but uh, uh, Facebook and Google, I think it was, or Facebook, sorry, Facebook and Microsoft have said they're not doing any events until minimum June 2021, um, which is over a year away. Uh, we're in April now, so it's uh, nothing's going to be yeah. happening anytime soon. <laughs> Definitely not with the old event space. And as we know, like Viva Tech was, was cancelled, which is happening. Is that happening in June or July? I think it's June, isn't it? I think Viva Tech in Paris is June. Not, not going ahead, obviously. Um, not going ahead. And yet we still need to find out what's happening with the likes of Web Summit, if that's going ahead or not. It's strange because obviously Paddy Cosgrave has, has been on Twitter up being quite vocal about everyone needs to shut down, everyone needs to isolate, probably being the most, one of the most vocal people in Europe probably at, at this stage, but he still hasn't announced Web Summit is, is, being, uh, is not going ahead and being postponed or going online like they're doing with Collision. But no doubt it will come. Can you really see 100,000 people going to Lisbon in, in uh, November, November 3rd or November 5th or whenever it is? I can't see it. But. Well, well, even if it goes ahead, I, I just don't know how many people are willing to travel. But um, it, it's funny, isn't it? Like if you could turn back time and someone was going to tell you that you were going to be in lockdown for at least five, six or seven weeks, you'd have turned around and said to yourself that, God, I'm going to get loads done. Like, um, There's so much that needs to be done in my personal life as well as business where I'm going to read so many books or I'm going to do a load of courses. And I don't, I don't know about you, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that loads of people are finding it difficult to do anything like aren't able to concentrate they're they're not doing online courses like they, they thought they would they're not reading like the 10 books a day that they thought they'd be reading they're getting very little done yeah a mate of mine was like had a big list of what he was going to do he's going to learn how to play piano was one of them uh, and hasn't touched uh, hasn't touched one key since the lockdown you know it was like uh, <laughs> it's mad though isn't it learn a new language everything but uh no it's yeah. uh I think I think I, I I think the days are going. It is going to sound kind of counterintuitive. I think it's, the days are going quite quick. I don't know if you're finding that, but I'm kind of extremely quick, extremely yeah. quick. But you think it'd be the opposite? You think, oh god, the days are dragging in. I'm not leaving the house as much. But no, I find all of a sudden I look at my watch and it's six o'clock, seven o'clock in the evening, and you know it's uh, time's going quite quick. And I don't know, I don't know why, um, but it's going really, really quick. Yeah, and and I was only thinking to myself there, it's only with the good weather that it's probably not as difficult because you're able to have the windows open, you're able to have the doors open, the sun is shining in and you're able to sit in the sun while working. If this was uh, November or December that we were in lockdown around Christmas time being dark as well, it would be so much harder. Yeah, it would. It'd be, yeah, it would. It'd be even more depressing than it is if you, if you really, if you couldn't go outside because the rules, the rules are a bit different for me and you. Right? I think you're not allowed two kilometers away from your house. Yeah, two kilometers. Um, there's no rule like that in the UK, um, but you're only allowed out twi- twice a day, once for exercise, once for shopping. 
but again, you know, what I always go to a shop that's a little further away. You know, if you go into yeah. exercise, I'll go on a run and I'll walk a bit after my run. Um, just, just to be outside a bit more. So you're not all that trapped. I know people that some of our following is, is, is based in, is based in Spain. There's some people we know that have businesses that are based out of Barcelona and Madrid and they they can't go outside at all. Yeah. Well, I went into the city center here, probably shouldn't have went into the city center there <laughs> over the weekend and everything, all, all the, some of the restaurants and all of the bars, it's weird seeing that they're all boarded up. So like they've actually got boards covering all the windows, covering the doors that it looks like a building site. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible to look at. All the bars here have no cash or alcohol left inside signs up on the doors. Mm, stop people from breaking in. Anyway, who do we have on the show today? We have Leslie Stonier. She is the ex-head of marketing for LucasAid. She's the founder of We Mean Business London, and she's the current CMO of Forward Fooding. So let's get shine to Leslie. Yeah, I suppose it's probably better off starting with things at the moment. Like, obviously, you're 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 in marketing, and there's so much happening at the moment with the the pandemic, and there's so yeah. little happening when it comes to work. So, so what are you seeing? Are you seeing any trends? Are you seeing that people have just totally shut down? Are you just seeing that? other companies are trying different things like what's happening at the moment when it comes to marketing there's a really interesting crossover between uh human psychology and marketing at the moment and i'll go into that in a bit more detail really um so trends wise um i was just reading a new york times article that showed that trends of spend and trends of seo searches on food grocery homeware home baking food delivery are all increasing tenfold and then uh, things that are less urgent right now so maybe spending on holidays where well we can't go anywhere right but um or travel or even accommodation um things that are considered more like luxury purchases are really the searches and the spending there are going down um so you can see as a result of the pandemic that people's needs are changing and they're changing really because we're being forced to adapt to this situation ever increasing pace and it's changing day by day um and then when you think about where we are right now but you think ahead to what's coming we know that we're going to be going into a tightening of the economy and probably a recession unfortunately and that also is a, a huge time of change for people where they adapt um, to survive ultimately and businesses likewise need to be doing the same so from a consumer trends perspective i think we're seeing a huge shift in how people are behaving um, one because it's being imposed on them two because their circumstances are a little out of their control control so things that they can control they will hang on to like their resources um and also their priorities and their fundamental human needs are shifting so things like food and access to food are becoming a much higher priority than you would have ever even thought about two months ago so um yeah there's huge change happening and i think from a business perspective it's really about 
understanding the psychology of how people are changing while we're having to go through huge emotional shifts um, ourselves and adapt and look at the situation with a clear perspective to get to see where those opportunities lie um, and not be clouded by the, the anger, the fear, the grief, the anxiety that is kind of bubbling away under the emotional surface of where we are right now. Mm. For people, Leslie, that are that are looking at how to market right now with yeah. no budget, right? And and that's um, it's always a yeah. tough one. It's not what marketing managers or, or, or people that want to market want to hear. But obviously, our audience are founders, right? And yeah, the, the holy grail of of marketing is a is an acquisition cost of zero for a customer. Right? Yeah. It's, can we get these customers on board and it doesn't cost us anything what tips could you give you know a startup or a scale up in because in, even scale ups that do have have funding are just trying to hold on to it so they've kind of shifted towards a startup mindset of we've raised this much money but how long does this have to last us now we have to increase our, yeah. our, our runway so how can we market that that a customer acquisition cost is as low as possible if not for free so there, there's two schools of thought here. The traditional school of thought is that in a recession that research shows that in a downturn, the brands who maintain or grow their ad spend actually increase their market share, which sounds counterintuitive, but you're actually focusing on bringing in those highly targeted potential new customers um, and why spending or marketing in a recession works is because there's less noise you're projecting a strong and stable brand image the cost of ads tends to drop and you've got the opportunity to increase your share of mind and share of space and voice in the market or if you're not advertising you lose it now that is you know fine for big brands and established businesses but as a startup when access to cash isn't available there's still a huge amount that you can do and I think obviously social media has been a mainstay for startup founders and storytelling and what I'm why I'm passionate about storytelling is because that is where you can convey why you're still relevant and what you're doing currently and what your purpose is and that enables you to really carve out your own unique path what you will find at the moment is that there's a couple of things going on there's people panicking and getting very shouty and very noisy in the marketplace and you can almost see on a daily basis spikes of um I don't know like big communications from people and brands um and then there's there's others that I think are much more considered and much more potent with how they're telling and sharing their story I was I think Brewdog is a great example of a company that's had to completely turn their business around but they've chosen to do it in a way where they're maintaining their customer base even if they're not maintaining their sales yes fair enough they've probably got huge amounts of funding behind them but for a smaller startup or people just getting established I think now is still a time to communicate it's just thinking about what role you're able to play and with your audience and treading that fine line of vulnerability um, and honesty and transparency um, about where you are right now. I know nobody has a crystal ball. And when it comes to marketing and, and, and what we're going through at the moment, 
there, there's two sides to the coin when it comes to this because a lot of people are saying that the world has changed, marketing has changed, the way we're going to communicate in the future has changed. And then there's a lot of people that are saying that once this is over, it's just back to normal. And it's it's where brands are, are talking now of, is it something that should be just looking at at, at short term? Because as I said, when, when we get back to, to normal, whatever normal is going to be after all of this, is it just going to go back to the same way? That's a really good question. I think I don't have a crystal ball. I'd love to be able to reassure everyone and say that it is, but we just don't know. I think my personal view is that um, although things might have not changed to the extent with we're kind of predicting they will right now, I think this is a journey and that if this is a situation that has happened once, there's a good chance that it will happen again. So I think for any business who's looking at their business model right now, you have to be conscious of the fact that if you're not surviving or you're not able to sustain your business model in amongst these circumstances, you need to look at how you can adapt to do that because, you know, this has happened now. So it's a possibility that it can happen again. Um, In terms of marketing for that, I think I think there's real kind of wisdom in taking it um, steps at a time. I don't think you can overhaul a brand's complete marketing strategy that is, you know, a huge amount of work's gone into, um, even though it may not be what is relevant now. I think there's kind of marketing that you could do right now. And as then, I think this is the ideal time to be looking at what your plans are overall and looking at your business model alongside that and really looking at your overall strategy and saying, okay, how do we ensure that we can create a brand and a business that is sustainable in the long term um, and shore up the bits that are more susceptible to become off balance as consumer needs change or society needs change? Or how can we answer those new needs as they're arising? Because to me, that's where a lot of opportunity does lie. And businesses that can get themselves into the mindset of acceptance quicker will be able to spot those opportunities much more clearly. What are your thoughts, Leslie, on on people using a, a humanistic standpoint to communicate with with customers or potential customers. Obviously, businesses are changing. Uh, people are doing things very differently. Mark and I have never, um, you know, in our business had to do things like this. We were in a studio, we were together. It was high yeah. production value. And, and we just have to go, right, that we're just going to change how we do things and 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 show people that we're still, uh, we're still doing what we love to do and, and still helping as much as we can. What are your thoughts on a brand being humanistic and saying, we are doing things differently. Here's how our staff are adapting and being open and honest about it rather than kind of putting a curtain and saying things are uh, business as usual here. We're still doing great. What, obviously, you want to look like your business is doing well. So what what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the humanistic approach um, is much more authentic in these times. And I think because we're fundamentally shifting as a society, we're reevaluating our own personal values and things that we may have spent our money on or engaged with online a couple of months ago might seem more frivolous or, you know, less important now. So I think, to me, the real people 
being real and honest about where they are and what they're doing right now and how they're surviving is the most important thing. Um, when you use storytelling in marketing, it's all really about sharing the fundamental lesson. So no matter what, you know, you can tell a really boring story about skydiving or you could tell a really exciting story about a trip to the shops. It's all in how you tell it and what the lesson is, the outcome. Um, and I think all of us, are, what's relatable with storytelling and why it engages and connects so much is the universal truths and the lessons that people share. And so this is a great time for sharing those universal lessons and universal truths. You know, seeing you guys at home is actually comforting and reassuring because you know you are still going but you're saying this is what we're doing this is how, this is what our real life is like and we just want to get stuck in and help and that's fundamentally what your brand is about it's about being there supporting the startups and showing people you know what being a founder in real life is like and I think actually the fact that you are doing that and you know can see your sofas uh, it's a it's a yeah. it's, it speaks more than you actually need to say if if you see what I mean and I think that's where um I feel this is a huge opportunity for brands to really kind of anchor back into their story and their purpose get real yeah. about why they exist because you know let's be honest if you're not helping people now like it's going to be a long time before your product or service is going to be helping people in the future and we're already yeah. in week four of lockdown. We all know behavioural change, 30 days, they say 100 days, you've nailed it. So, you know, we're not a million miles away from people's behaviours really shifting. Um, I was reading something earlier that said in a recession, it's one or two years before people go back to sort of normal spending. But a deep depression could be like 10 years before people are back to where they are. Not to be the voice of doom and gloom, but I think the opportunity lies in how you adapt and the fact that you can still create that sense of normality and familiarity and reassurance for your audience or your customer that you're still there and that you're still present and yeah. relevant even if it's not doing exactly what you set out to do or selling exactly what you plan to sell at that time because the brands that bolster trust and the brands that stay present and relevant will be the ones that succeed. Um, the ones that are still trying to sell you a service that you didn't need before and you definitely don't need now are not. Yeah, well, can we can we talk about the importance then? Because a lot of people look at marketing and where we brought it up at the beginning there with ROI, and it's something where you market a, you market a brand or a product and you get a sale or, or a service or, or, or something in return. And at the moment, there's very little happening. And some companies are going into total lockdown because if I can't sell anything, why am I marketing? There's no point. It's a waste of money. I'm wasting my time. So can we talk about the importance then, as you were saying, about telling a story and how a, how a brand can tell a story? Because there's a lot of people that are going to be listening to this that, are familiar with the do wanting to get something else in return and aren't too familiar with the whole storytelling and brand awareness and, and, and what they should be doing there. So we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you see it quite a lot in the world of startups. And I think because I had the privilege of working for some really big brands previously, um, 
I've got the benefit of seeing both sides. Now, I always say that um, startup founders have a secret weapon, which is their story. They just don't realise it. And your story isn't your product benefit or your USP. That's all part of it. But your story is why you as the founder are getting up every day and working your ass off and sitting up till midnight answering emails to do this specific thing what is it that drives you to do what you're doing right now and yes I know there's the dreams of you know raising and selling and earning lots of money out of startups and that's all part of it but there's a fundamental reason why you've chosen this specific idea and this specific business and what it means to you personally. And I think that is your unique founder story, but your unique brand story. And big brands spend millions and millions of pounds creating these brand stories because they don't exist anymore for these big brands. You know, the Coca-Colas, the Nikes of the world, you know, they invest millions in telling people why they exist, what they're here to do. Um, and that, that reminds people of why they're relevant to their lives. I think on a startup perspective and consumers are much more open to smaller, independent, sustainable, you know, pioneering brands now, like technology brands leading the way. But what they're looking for is something to believe in and something to buy into that isn't just the product or service benefit. And that usually is the founder story and why this person has come along with the product or service that is the answer to the problem you have as well. And how this person felt so passionately about doing something about this, that they've put their heart and soul into this business. And it is that the story of the underdog, the story of the, mm. the you know, David versus Goliath, that you, it's a universal story, even talking about it now, you kind of, you can hear that the emotion in it that just grabs people. And so this is a time to be talking to your customers, talking to your existing customers, certainly, and talking to new potential customers about who you are and I'd say if you haven't got your story straight or you don't know where to go with your story now is the ideal time to be working on that and looking at how that becomes a red thread that runs throughout everything you do because ultimately all of your products and services how you run your organization should all ladder back up to your values and your purpose and that is your brand story. Yeah, I, I do have to say I've, I've seen it a lot in the past couple of weeks where, yes, there, there's people that are holding on to money um, and there's people that are worried about runway, but there are people, and, and they, they may not be running startups, but and they have full-time jobs, that actually have more disposable income now than ever, right? They're, they're not going out to bars, they're not going out to restaurants, they can't go on holiday. And I feel it, that they would happily support a business they have a connection with more so than a business they don't have a connection with, if that makes sense. As in, if I'm going to buy, um, if I'm going to buy some beers, I'm going to buy it from a, a, a local brewery in East London because I've told our story the right way rather than going to a, a bigger brand, um, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I think, you know, people are always looking for, um, to be the ones in their group to kind of tell people about the new product or the new thing or the, the new, um, 
brands that they've uncovered people like being the one to pass it on and I think now is the opportune time for brands to really be falling back on those reasons why they exist in the first place in order to bring those customers to them and whether that is customers as in purchasing customers right now or whether that is that you stick in someone's mind and when things do change or when they are able to change later on then they go on to become a customer of yours or a fan of yours you don't know but marketing we always talk about short-term and long-term but brand building is long-term and it's continuous and you have to keep doing it and then there's the short-term tactics that help you convert that help you fill your sales funnel and help you close those close those purchases with your kind of you know the, the people who have the lowest hanging fruit but in all you constantly need to be filling that funnel and the wider and broader you can speak and spread your story the more chance you have of doing that that's on um, sorry go on. oh sorry no just just a quick one because obviously there's there's founders watching and a lot of a lot of them have b to b to c brands but there, there are yeah. um our audience out there who, who who have to sell to businesses right um, yeah Startup and included, right? You know, we we obviously it's corporate sponsorship. That's that's um that's our business yeah, model. Forward feeding to yeah. Yeah. So what way can you can you convince a brand in these times? We are the right um, business. We are the right partners. Um, and conv- convince them of that because obviously purse strings are are quite tight in 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 business to business right now too. Yeah, they are, and. I don't know that there's a way that you can convince people to still buy, but if there is a need there, then you can position yourself to be the right person to be there to meet their need. And that is going to stand you in very good stead if the opportunity for them to purchase is there. Um, so with forward feeding, um, we, are, we are speaking with our existing customers. And I think the, the, main premise of what we're doing is really asking people how we can help them right now and it becomes about how you can act as a brand of service because ultimately you're providing a service at the end of the day for your customers but as their needs are changing you need to get under the skin of what they need right now and a brand who asks them what they need rather than tells them what they can sell them is ultimately always going to be more valuable and more useful. Um, So my advice would be to almost put the question out there of how can I help you right now? What can we do? And open the door in that respect to seeing what those opportunities can be. And it's, it's not a silver bullet. Um, I wish I could offer more, but I think yeah. <laughs> by positioning yourself in that way, <laughs> um, you're putting yourself into the best position to be top of mind because you've been there when they've needed something or you've you've had the opportunity to be there. What What about the the fear? Because there's a lot of fear when it comes to companies spending money on marketing, especially when they've made so many people redundant and. That, that's where they're tightening up on the purse strings because they don't want to be seen spending money. Have you come across that? 
Um, I have done, I have. And I think when uh, the last recession hit, I was still working for big corporate brands and, you know, marketing budget is the best thing to go because it's your disposable <laughs> cash and it seems really frivolous when there's, you know, redundancies and people's livelihoods at stake. Um, and it would be, you know, I think I'm not here to say what's more important. I think the the longer term perspective is about looking to create a a brand that lasts. And so if you want to be in business in five years time, you need to have something that you're going to be saying for those next two, three, four, five years, uh, even if your product or your sales have gone out the window right now so you quickly need to understand what it is that you can offer and how you can adapt to meet those people's needs and I think that is where the investment is most crucial I would say and then likewise if if you have any ability to drive sales in the short term I think it would be my advice would be a balance of the two of long-term brand building ensuring that you have a business that will come out the other side um and then looking at driving your short-term sales with proven methods and we've all got access to data so stick to the stuff that you know that works and ramp that up I'd double down on that I'd cut the stuff that's test and learn or that you're not sure of Yeah, look, it makes a lot of sense. Just before we, we're going to go for another couple of minutes, if that's all right with you, Leslie, but just to let yeah. people know, um, they can throw in questions. So on the GoToWebinar dashboard, um, for people who are here live, you can put in questions. So please do, if, if you have any questions to to go through. Um, j- just a quick one on on some of the industries that are, that are hit the hardest, the likes of um, a, tra- a travel brand, right? That, yeah. that they know they... They can market until the cows come home, but they're not going to get any business because they literally can't get any business, right? People can't yeah. travel. They're not supposed to not supposed to leave the country, etc. Uh, not supposed to leave more than two kilometers in some in some countries, right? So, yeah. what what are your thoughts on a travel company that that need to advertise right now? But their usual advertising is, hey, you know, here's you know a trip to Ibiza, a villa for seven seven of your friends, blah blah blah, whatever it might be, hotel experiences. Um, or holiday experience, should I say? How can they market right now if they literally have nothing to to market? They're not even trying to sell anything. And there's an idea yeah. of Graham's holiday so as think... well. <laughs> 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 well, I think like as much as it is a time where there's a lot of doom and gloom, I think people need a lot of uplifting as well. And I think that is where companies like that can seriously play a role. So I'm going to give you two examples here so um i read that away you know the suitcase company um, yeah. sent out an email to all their customers telling them that they've lost 90 percent of their sales literally overnight which is fine um and i get i think i get where they were coming from but that's not something i'd necessarily recommend doing because everyone's suffering in this and actually people are dying so that you know there's a there's a hierarchy of what's 
really important and um there's a line of sensitivity and kind of appreciating um what's top of people's minds right now so I think yes they're in a dire situation but I think they were in a dire situation pretty much before that so um you know let's not just take their word for it that it's COVID-19 that has done that the, yeah. the other alternative that they could have done has would it could have been hey guys you're not going anywhere but neither are we so what we're going to do is create a number of different holiday experiences from the comfort of our living room they could give away prizes they could I mean I understand that cash is tight but there's still stuff that you can do creatively you know create a villa experience on a zoom hangout for you and your mates and send it into us um you know who's there yeah. with your holiday cocktails sunbathing out your window like there's ways that companies have a role to play you just need to get into the right frame of mind to be like right what is our role going to be in this what are our audience looking for our audience are looking for fun uplifting experiences um and inspiring activities where they can see the world and connect with their friends like if a way were telling me that I could go and visit I don't know Budapest this weekend via them and then they've got virtual access to I don't know um, hotels museums activities and sites in Budapest then that might be something I check out because I'm bored yeah. at home online, spending 50% more time online. You know, why not see the world from the comfort of my living room? I think, or they could have inspired people on like what your holiday plan for 2021 is going to be. Um, sending out options, collecting data, doing research. Um, I think. I think it goes back to the fear though, doesn't it? Like this is where brands yeah. are so scared because it's such a, it's such a, a a strange time at the moment and nobody wants to be insensitive and no one wants to to say anything they shouldn't say. And it goes back to companies that have let people go, companies that are, are tightening up the purse strings, companies that think that marketing is just do one thing to get a sale and, and companies that don't realize about building your whole brand story. And, and again, they're so scared of, of being trolled that if they get something wrong, that is yeah. just going to be the wrong type of marketing when they went when they went to do something nice but just backfired on them yeah airbnb yeah. Ha have shifted their shifted some of their airbnb experiences to virtual which is quite cool so uh, yeah. The number, yeah the number one airbnb experience in dublin is bread making right irish bread making but they've just turned it virtual and you can just from wherever you are in the world learn how to make like irish soda bread from your home which is which is really cool and they're still getting revenue people are still getting entertained um even though they didn't get to go on their trip to dublin which is a which is a really imaginative way of of doing it uh, it's really are cool. they charging for that Graham? i think so yeah because they're hosts um it's not going obviously it does a small percentage going to airbnb but the money's going towards the experience host um so it's a it's a clever way um of keeping things ticking over for for people who who may have um relied on that revenue right um, if it's the most yeah. popular airbnb experience in dublin she's probably doing a decent amount of money because tourism in dublin's huge um we, we we're after getting a couple of couple of questions in if you don't mind um yeah two, go two. for it uh, what is your opinion in offering your marketing consulting to small companies for a deferred fee 
based on results. Uh, results uh, being increased bookings, uh, increased revenue, etc. So deferring yeah. payment, basically. Yeah, I think. I think that actually, let's. It's something that we've discussed at Forward Feeding as well. For, um, I think deferring payment is a. I think it's a good way. Um, the the kind of catch to that is that we don't really know how long this is going to go on for, and we don't really know sort of when the end point is. Um, but that's all workoutable within the terms of what you're offering. Um, the challenge I perceive with that would be the unpredictability of generating results during this time. So I think although the intention is really honourable, um, I think ultimately um, it could be a way of just increasing the pressure on yourself without necessarily being able to help in a way that you could if the circumstances were different um yeah it's a, it's a bit hard to say without um a bit more detail of like mm. um but i think i like so i'm volunteering to help um james with heather well-being um and i think it's just a time where you kind of think oh well this like if you want to do more do more um and do it for the right reasons um yeah. i think that could work um you it could also not work so it's yeah it's a bit of a tricky one i'm afraid yeah yes. it probably depends on the probably depends on the on the situation and if anyone hasn't yeah. checked out better well-being uh, please do it's a, a million pounds worth of free online counseling um to to nhf nhs yeah, workers yeah, no, absolutely. I've got a question here that's come in as well. Just one about the last recession that we went through in 2008, 2009. What were your number one? What, well, what was your number one piece of uh, advice and learning that came out of that that you could take into what's going to happen now? Um, that we do come back. Um, it's it's only a period of time, um, and that if you keep going you will get through it um you may not look exactly how you looked going into it but you will um from a like business perspective focus on a core portfolio of profitable products um if possible um look at affordability and where you can add extra value pricing um and how you can use your pricing strategy to either build your audience or build your learnings um, and refining your product at this time and looking yeah. at impre increasing pricing later. Um, and then focus on bolstering trust and building that audience because you want them to still be there when things change and it all comes down to consumer confidence and you know i think not only at the moment have we got the circumstances where people are having to change how they shop and how they live and how they work and you know yeah. so we're not doing what we're normally doing but then we're going to be going into a period where 
the, the knock-on effect of what we're having to do now will be affecting us to maybe to even a greater extent so thinking not just in the next few months but the next year 18 months two years like what do you look like as a business going forwards and where can you kind of reduce restrict retract what you're doing to get yourself to a more stable you know tighter ship to keep yeah. just going even if it's baby step baby step baby step you know and unfortunately we all you know marketers greatest figures are all about having a plan and this is where usually the plans go out the window and you have to just keep working to what is needed right now but yeah. there'll be a time where that plan can come back onto the table should it be relevant or you'll develop a new plan for what works right now and how that will see you forward. Can I just can I just ask you quickly before we end, what, what changes have you made yourself in your own company? Like obviously everyone's working um, remotely and, 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 and the whole lot, but yeah. what other changes are you going through? So we have we've got two team members in Italy. So that was a bit of a hairy time where um we weren't in lockdown, but they were. So we did um a lot of almost like learning from them I suppose um and then what we've started doing is having virtual team breakfasts and team lunches so that we're keeping connected and keeping talking because as the blend of real life and work life become interchangeable um everyone's kind of you know you're inviting everyone into your spare room or your living room or your bedroom aren't you when you're working from home so there's a there is a real kind of blend of work-life balance and I think like to me as a single mum and as a working mum it's really refreshing because um the chaos of life is quite real for me so I think seeing the chaos of everyone else's life behind the scenes is quite reassuring yeah Um, and everyone trying to look their best from their waist up yeah exactly uh, um so i think there's quite a nice like humbleness to that um and i think we're also um we are trying to stay focused on the positive so we'll all have a little kind of like update on what's happening now and then we're trying to lift our spirits by one of us is cooking lunch each day on like a little video for everyone else and we're seeing the real life behind the scenes which i think is really nice um and then from a work perspective we're actually fortunate because in food we're seeing a lot more um searches of food increasing so our challenge has been to try to to increase and improve the level of content we're putting out to ensure that it's relevant so what we did was we sent out to our audience and asked them to share their stories of where they are right now and what's happening for them and we've turned that into a content series because playing back advice from the people who are your community I think is one of the biggest ways you guys are the experts at this right so um, I think it's one of the best ways to be relevant and to show people what they need to hear so um, I think that has been really been really insightful to see you know some businesses are in so vastly different places and it's heartbreaking to see the pain that and grief that a lot of people are having to go through with all of the change but change is a process and it's a fact of life and we will get through it 
it's just we can't control it unfortunately so yeah the best thing to do is to just let go go with it and yeah. do what you, your heart tells you is right to do right now and if you have a good intention behind it then that's the best you can do absolutely well leslie thank you so much for getting on and, and joining us on on the podcast today and everyone that joined live thank you so much and if you're listening to this on podcast make sure you you do subscribe because there's a lot more content coming leslie thank you so much we really appreciate your time thank you guys thank you no problem thank you stay safe thanks Cheers, guys. yeah it's one one shot now the future is yours go